Magandang buhay sa iyo lahat. You're tuned into Pinoy Australia and we are back. We are back after how many bloody months a lot has happened. Good and bad, which is all for the greater good of the Filipino Australian. Guys, stay tuned. We've got a lot coming to you. A lot of new research, a lot of new discoveries about self, about the Philippines, about certain current affairs. And uh, we hope here at Pinoy Australiano we can continue to be of service for those who are searching for their Philippine identity, especially if you're Australian. Can we get a cleaner, a cleaner please? Can we get a cleaner please to aisle 9? Aisle 9, Linisan Yupong Taijan. Big piece of shit there on aisle 9. <laughs> Guys, what's going on? It's good to be back. Took a minute now to sort of sort through projects and other things such as personal issues, familiar issues, car make issues, soulful issues, depressive issues, physical issues, health issues, well-being issues. Please pass me the tissues. <laughs> Guys, it's Lama Rock here, aka Anthony Lawang, or should I say it the other way around? Your favorite son, Pinoy Australiano. Obviously, obviously, I am in a jovial spirit. Here to talk about uh, why there was such a massive hiatus from this podcast. For those of you who are really keen on hearing what I have to say and what we have to say with the special guests that come on here from time to time, um, massive apologies for such a long wait. A lot of uh, sort of settling of changes and transitions into where we are in this point in time a lot of reflection a lot of cleaning up a lot of realigning a lot of reassessing of uh, personal values belief systems etc etc um guys um i guess i'll use this moment to quickly address that uh For those of you out there who may be suffering uh, from depression, I wouldn't necessarily be able to comment on those suffering from anxiety, even though the two seem to uh, be uh, affecting people hand in hand. Um, The Filipino way is to go in. We do not go out, we go in. Yet, when... This thing that you might be fighting for, this cause you may have, this perhaps, uh, let's go into this realm, this contract that you are obliged to fulfill, um, starts to lose its strength and its hold on you. You may seem a little bit lost as to what direction to go and, and what to do, especially when you've been fulfilling your contractual obligations for more than 20 years as was I through my background in hip-hop and b-boying or break dancing and so I've realized 
after this uh, downtime, one of the things that I still fight for and through uh, certain forms of alternative healing that uh, deep down, right deep down in this lifetime, the cause to fight for what is rightful, what is correct, uh, without the arrogance of being self-righteous, but calling it out as it is, I've come to realize that the rediscovery of my roots as a Filipino, as an Austronesian, and its context on the world stage in international things, in the land of androids and apples and smartphones that make us dumb. (laughs) My cause is to uplift myself and others through the exploration of what it means to be Filipino or Australian. And so we'll go into further detail as to what's been happening in the past, let's say, uh, six months already been half a year and sooner or later it'll be 2019 into 2020 um but guys um thank you so much for being a part of the show thank you for listening please comment please send in messages because your feedback um good or bad is uh greatly appreciated stay tuned So guys, um, come March, um, I went to Japan to visit my daughter. It was her graduation from kindergarten. Um, My daughter went to uh, a Christian kindergarten, um, which was very, um, in hindsight, which was, it was very, very good um, that my ex-wife made that decision for our daughter since... um, you know, I'm not a very religious person. Um, I am a spiritual person, um, and I think there's a lot of uh, discussion that needs to be uh, done about the differences. But um, I think it was great that my daughter was able to um, pick up on some Christian ideals like uh, um, being grateful, um, giving uh, thanks and praise for, for uh, your food and, and things around you. Um, the women were lovely there, and and I think I think the the, the conservative, um, calm nature of the Japanese truly suits um, particular, uh, for lack of better words, uh, the styles of Christian culture. Anyways, um, after that period, I came back to Melbourne, and and I stayed. Uh, we did. We um, created a. We created an agreement, you know, like a contract um, for when my daughter and her mother would move to Melbourne. And so with a clear goal in mind, I I set out to just stick to my guns and stay a lot more settled. Um, I'd already sort of become estranged, uh, sort of uh, self-imposed exile from the groups and circles around me in order to recoup, resuscitate and refresh my being. Now, um, in that time, 
in that time, I, I was working on a lot of personal projects, uh, creative ones in the realm of hip-hop. And I was doing a lot of um, DJing for friends and family. Paid work, that is. So that was great to sort of be able to um, explore that realm of um, friendship and business. And, you know, they say that the two don't mix. But, you know, um, they don't generally mix because of being unable to draw the line between the two. So from that experience which was great uh, but also you know continued to uh, solidify and concrete the difficulty in interacting in that realm um, I was uh, able from an old acquaintance and now friend I'd like to hope um, an opportunity to do a talk show on community television now Fortunately for us, it gained a lot of attention and recognition within certain circles and heads, and we made quite a lot of noise within a two-month period. However, upon returning from a film shoot in South Australia, I ended up getting really sick. Uh, we're talking about three weeks straight in bed of this super turbulent, Feeling good one day, feeling like shit the next day, having a sore throat the next day, then being fine the next day, then having a crazy head cold the next day, then being fine again, then having muscle pains and nose dripping. You name it, it was a fucking roller coaster of death. And I hit rock bottom. And when I mean I hit rock bottom, I mean I had a super breakdown. Because I had all that time to myself. I was not on medication. My only medication were my fucking terrible cigarettes, which is not medication, obviously, but was that vice, that crutch that I lean on. And there was a massive amount of self-discovery that happened in those three weeks. Mind you, I've been tackling depression for quite some time. And I think it is something that needs to be addressed. So stay tuned when we talk more about being <laughs> depressed. Putang ina! Alright guys, so on some serious shit. Depression is something that continually needs to be addressed in a rapidly rapidly changing world where old values perhaps are being replaced by new values where there is this kind of tug of war of old ways with new ways the only thing that i feel like is the one thing that can reconcile these differences is to find the middle path. Or, depending on what it is that you do, is to create and find that balance. So one, one issue that I've been struggling with my whole life, perhaps because of you know the circumstances that be, I'm a very, very lucky person. I'm very grateful to God 
to my ancestors, to whoever is looking after me, my immediate family, those around me, I'm, I've always been blessed with, with an abundance. Things are provided for me seemingly out of nowhere when the going gets tough, yeah? But like the song goes, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And guys, um, depression is a thing that seems to be affecting a lot more people here in the West. Uh, I think one of the most important things that needs to be addressed when talking about depression is that there needs to be more discussion about depression and what that means to other people. What it means to be someone with depression and what it means to be someone who has to deal with another person who suffers from depression. Now sometimes the most simple um, sort of methods to deal with someone who's suffering from depression is to simply listen. Um, sometimes we feel obliged to help in some sort of way um, but we know that uh, sometimes our own personal opinions that may not necessarily hold um, any substance that can really help this person who's deep in a hole you know perhaps needs to be a bit conservative with what they're saying and refer or suggest to the person suffering that they need to seek out therapy as uh, one good friend of mine had suggested and now I've been through the run of the mill I have been through quite a lot of bullshit despite um, my middle-class good life <laughs> um, and in these these times where things get really tough especially when you you get really sick um, for those who suffer from really bad illnesses chronic illnesses life-threatening illnesses if depression strikes those people you know my heart goes out to them because it's not it's only something that people who have suffered that level of pain can truly understand whereas mine was only a, a flu the level of depression i hit hit to a point where yeah, where the thought of depre the thought of suicide the thought of suicide came creeping back in and I tell you the the feeling of suicide that you are ready to give up the gift that is your life is something that I don't wish on any human being but we all have our trials and tribulations and I'm glad that I never took the decision the calm calculated decision to take my own life and I think these are the things that we can begin to unravel if we speak openly about it and speak publicly about it. Despite ridicule, despite the other forms of pain. However, finding professional assistance is always a good thing. Now as an Australian, 
or if I'm a second-rate citizen or whatever kind of mumbo-jumbo bullshit you want to believe in, I'm a hyphenated Filipino-Australian. Then I have two different sides of me that should really be one. But this duality, it's perhaps uh, an important dis discovery for myself that on one hand I can traverse the plains of being a Filipino or I can walk the tough road that is being an Australian or switch up the definitions, whichever do you prefer. Now, being in the middle of these two is what we call the intersectionality of these two different things. And walking that intersectionality is almost like, depending on which way you traverse it, it's like having double the burdens. Because on one side you're here being Western with all the nuances of being an Australian. Then on the other side you have the Filipino side and then within that side there's multiple, multiple, multiple roads that you can travel um, depending on what part of the Philippines you are, what class you were born into, um, etc, etc. And so it's this intersectionality I've realized after all these years. In my 34th year of living um, and my earliest memory being like three or four years old, there was always the immediate attention that I gave to the differences. There are differences and perhaps these are the roots of where some of my personal issues come from. Now, there is a part of my mind, that logical mind, that is pro-science. Facts are facts. But then there's this side that I've experienced um, personally, firsthand. I've felt something that cannot be explained. And while the science side pertains to my Australian side, my spiritual side or superstitious side, so to speak, because there's almost no grounding. There is almost no pure fact to explain these certain things that have been happened, that have been happening um, on my Filipino side. In the end, medical science is taking the second priority in terms of my exploration because of how the system works. I have booked in a very astute Filipino uh, psychologist, um, but he's so fully booked at the talk shop on Little Collins Street um, in Melbourne City uh, that I cannot get an appointment with, him, appointment with him until September. And I booked him at the start of July. And so in the meantime, I went to explore my spiritual side, which I have been dabbling with for the past decade. And I'll, I'll let you know, guys, there are alternative forms of medicine and healing available to those of you out there who are open to the idea of energy and frequencies. Um, it's incredible because uh, I do 
visit clairvoyants and psychics. Um, I've always entertained the idea of conspiracy theories and things along those lines. And you might think I'm a loony, but it seems that some of these facts um, or some of these conspiracy theories slowly are becoming proven as fact while others are getting lost in what they call misinformation or fake news. But from all of that, there seems to be one, I guess, analogous uh, uniting thing. And this is this idea of energy and frequencies um, that affect us. And I personally have decided to go and take that extra step and go into that because I'm very curious about it and I want to debunk that myself personally to prove something to myself. And instead of debunking it, I'm starting to find some pretty, you know, hair-raising experiences that um, I cannot explain. And so as a Filipino-Australian or a Pino-Australiano, I sort of implore those of you who may have some sort of righteousness that they feel like they need to adhere to, some sort of truthfulness that they need to adhere to. Uh, and not just the fear of, of an uh, omnipotent, omni, omnipotent, sorry, God up there, you know, um, that punishes you for not doing the right thing, for what is, what is that kind of God if that God is, is only killing his, his children, you know? We need, to, we need to discern these things. We need to understand these things. And same with science, that, you know, a certain radical statistic just makes you an error. You know, that you are nothing, you're just an error in some kind of statistic, in some kind of study, and then you just have to face with, you have to deal with it until further studies are sorted to tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> so just sort of to wrap up, because this is such a deep issue, and some of the things that I've come across, I guess what I'd like to say is that I implore all of you out there to sort of go with that gut feeling, to go with the heart, and combine that and find a balance with your logical mind, you know. And, and explore these things sober or when in pain. As opposed to making yourself suffer and enjoying, quote unquote, enjoying yourself every weekend after such a hard slog at your, at your job. You know, with all the bullshit that you might be going through in your life by getting yourself fucked up and abusing yourself on mind-altering drugs and listening to mind-altering music and opening yourselves up to a form of abuse as opposed to turning that weekend to a form of spiritual celebration, not spiritual abuse. I'll admit it, I'll admit it. A decade ago, when I was at the peak of my career, man, we used to win competitions. We were the most hated crew. 
as dancers in all of Australia, you know, and it's such a small scene, you know, that now seems irrelevant to, you know, the scene that exists today, some issues that I'm dealing with there, or not wanting to engage with, is that we should be celebrating with spirit, something that uplifts all of us, that carries carries us through the grind of and hustle of the following week only to do it again as opposed to grinding yourself to such a low frequency a lower mind space head space heart space soul space getting yourself on the gear as we did when we were younger just being demon demon doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing while under the influence testing the boundaries that are put upon you testing your relations with others yo it's a sure shot way to hit rock bottom and perhaps karmically i'm i'm paying for that right now probably what's going on you know what i mean but if i can sort of implore you all out there to try and switch the mindset switch the simple intention that you're not going in to get fucked up but you're going in with love with a good spirit to enjoy your time with others and uplift as opposed to getting that fucking sloshed and abused self-abused that all of this bad shit starts to come out at 5 6 a.m. in the morning while you're munting and you just become the party pooper and bring everything down with you it's been happening so anyway stay tuned we're going to continue to talk more about things pino australiano Mabuhay at uh, magandang buhay sa iyo lahat guys. This is uh, Lopez Lawang. It's very good, very, very, very good to be back here on Pinoy Straliano. This is uh, the alter ego of all the other guys you've been listening prior to this segment of this episode of Pinoy Straliano. And, you know, I I want to remind everybody that The most important thing is your health. Health is wealth, as they say. And, you know, it's very easy uh, for somebody like myself to be very self-abusive, you know, like, because we, uh, we, we all are go- going, we are all getting to this stage in our lives sometimes where you know uh, you start to lose care you stop caring you no longer care about many things such as your health the truth is is that you are so invested in your job or in your family or in your life and you do all the things required of you that is necessary to maintain and have some kind of control of these things and there's absolutely 
absolutely nothing wrong with any of those things. However, when you start to operate unconsciously, meaning you are not conscious of how you turn right at that roundabout and whether or not you gave way to the oncoming traffic and how you ended up in a place because you were so far removed from the present thinking about when you have to pay the next bill or how your your colleague at work is not your colleague because he or she pissed you off and said something stupid or something you watch on the Facebook or on your Instagram, Snapchat or your mind is racing to do something to find some kind of escape from your real life that is when you start to stop caring you start to become automated you start to do everything unconsciously like a robot with no soul with no spirit just a a avatar to move around and do things for the numbers pay your taxes you know put on a smiley face and have a small chats with the with people you don't really care about or you do care about but you cannot have a closer more intimate more uplifting more fulfilling conversation with them because of the system around you which is your definition of time if there is no such thing as time according to a particular theory then we have infinite time but in our calendar of seven days a week 24 hours a day 60 seconds in every hour and 100 milliseconds or whatever it is per second then there is time so gone is those parties you know those big big uh, Filipino parties we used to have we spent together we arrive at the hall Christ the King hall at like lunch time and then we have the handan out. Everything is handan. Everything is ready. You got all the beautiful foods. Doesn't matter if this there is no ice or there's no heat. The baymary is there. You are gonna get the salmonella if you are weak. But it doesn't matter because we are all there to be happy together to celebrate some kind of party. From 12 p.m until 12 a.m. because time was not so restricted like it is now. Nor is time restricted by the amount of money we have or our ugale or our attention to the trends of the day which is to state that um... We only have two hours or we're only going to go for two hours because, you know, I don't really know them and we got other things to do. We have other parties to go to. It's not so important for us to be at this party. It seems to be something that us uh, older, older, not younger, but older millennials born from the 80s, early 80s, uh, seem to, you know, we cannot reconcile. We cannot reconcile it with the way things are happening now. Uh, but I mean, why would you go to a party, right? Where you just go there to have a smiley face, say hello, hello, bless, manopodis, you know, your elders, and then you eat this very fancy bay marie, like, you know, that costs you so much money, 
you know instead of the old way where you know all your friends and family are so close you just make a phone call to their house if you get a phone call to your house now no one wants to answer it because they think it's a telemarketing yet we have all of these channels on the on the facebook on the messenger many different ways to do direct messaging and we're direct messaging everybody all the time through the you know through the uh, the iCloud uh, you know uh, the text message like this like that but we cannot ask our dear friends to bring a plate rather they might just go I'll just buy some Kentucky Fried Chicken or Domino's cause only five dollars like you know the, this is a, a fabric of of a Filipino culture that is starting to no longer exist with the the younger generations of Filipino Australians. So the point I'm trying to make is that you know you don't worry about the food. Is the food is gonna be there? So is the alcohol. You go to the hall. The hall doesn't need to be nice because it's not about the surroundings, but it's about the people. Utang inanyo mga ulol. Excuse me, I'm very emotional about these kind of things because, you know, when I was young, I used to see my titos and sometimes even my titas, including my mom and dad, you know, depending on, you know, which side of the, you know, house they are, they are spending time. But I used to see them sabog and they are decent people. For those English listeners, yeah, sabog means like exploded, like, you know, basically munted or high or drunk or something like that. So who knows if, you know, my titos or my titas were smoking some chonke behind the shed, behind the garage, you know? Maybe they're smoking something, you know, that the kids don't know because, of course, they don't want to show their kids they are doing the drugs. But you look at their eyes and their eyes is so red. But they are decent people. They are not addicts, yeah? They use this time to celebrate with their brothers and sisters and close friends. Doesn't matter what their background is, if they are red hair, Australian, married, you know, to a woman 20 years younger. I don't know, whatever. It's all good. It's all love when we are here to party. And that will happen from 12 p.m. until 12 midnight. And the kids will be running around, they're running around, so many kids, they're fighting, they're sweating, and then the kid will come inside, and then the mom will tell their mom, it's like, Pasaka lang pawisay! Malalaglak! I don't know how to say it, I'm not very, I'm not a real, I'm not a real Filipino in that sense of my Tagalog, I just put the accent because that is my Filipino. That's what I learned from uh, interacting with my elders. But, The, the kids will get told off for being so sweaty that they're gonna get a cold, they're gonna get lagnat. You know, things like this. And then, you know, sometimes maybe the two aunties will start fighting because of some chismes that they heard. But they air it out. And then from that point forward, either they have a beep and they will not talk to each other for a long time. Sometimes almost not forever. <laughs> Until their kids are grown up and there is some, you know, death in the family or some bullshit like that where they will re reconcile with each other and forgive each other and, you know, all the things that Christians, Catholics should be doing but do not do. Instead, they Bible bash you but they have this bullshit politics with each other. They don't even understand the true essence of Christianity which is unconditional love. Yon. 
bless you, bless you, mano po, mano po, all these, you know, prayers. They do prayer readings and things and then they can't even get along with each other. It's bullshit. But anyways, you know, the point I'm trying to make, you know, in this long rant of mine is that, you know, for us to recover, for us to heal as a group of people, for us to maintain an identity that is more fair than being called a Filipino-Australian, yeah? But actually embracing your Filipino roots and really understanding those traditions and keeping them alive will perhaps do us more benefit than trying to be Australian when immediately, because of our preconditioning and conditioning, and perhaps it's karma, we are not just brown-skinned, second-rate Asian Australians. Let's face it. Let's face it. As much as you think you have a fair shot at making things happen for yourself, each individual is different in a society that is based on meritocracy, your merits, yeah? You have a degree, you have a master's, you have a PhD, I don't know, whatever you have. You may be able to get this position, yeah? But that's for, for you guys there that existing up in the, in the left, you know? And you are entering, you are entering a workplace that is the right, you know? But what about those rugged, down-to-earth people who are working as laborers or artists or, you know, all the other jobs that, you know, particular Australians don't want to have. But let's face it, even if you have a degree, you might not get a job in your field. In fact, all the kids now, the things they are studying are for jobs that don't even exist yet. So what kind of future is it for us if the way that the left is teaching our, our kids, those in university now, to be almost extremely politi- politically correct, extremely, extremely politically correct, that we will all now become one homogenized species uh, that cannot be referred to as he or she or he, has so many different titles where it seems like their purpose is to create a unity and a fairness, but actually they are pigeonholing us in more separate micro forms of who we already are. Can we not embody all of that? That is the extreme end of what I'm talking about because while we are struggling to maintain our own cultural identity in the land and I don't mean this wholeheartedly but I will use it as humor in the land of white oppressors who do not respect their indigenous people maybe actually I say this wholeheartedly yeah and us as brown people these brown Austronations who don't even really realize that they are more Pacific Islander than they are Asian that the typical look for a Filipino might not actually be a brown skin, but more someone that looks like a slightly tan version of a Chinese. (laughs) 
we don't even realize that what we're doing in these countries like Australia, America, wherever else that uh, indigenous people have been displaced is that we are only continuing to fuel the flame that oppresses those traditional owners of the land. So we are hypocrites. We expect, we feel entitled that for all this time, as many generations that have grown up here in Australia, you know, that we deserve certain things, that we, you know, we are better than those people who are just tambay in the Philippines, that the Philippines is not such a great place. We only go back to visit, but it is still second rate. It's still third world. We're just becoming like those oppressors. We are becoming like the American oppressors. We are becoming like the Japanese oppressors. We are becoming like the Spanish oppressors. We are becoming like the Arab oppressors. The Indian oppressors. Whoever, whatever, who cares. But let bygones be bygones. If we are truly in the nature of Christ consciousness, then we must forgive and forget. And we must learn to love without conditions, without any expectations, for that is true unconditional love which Jesus Christ gave us. That's fucking wearing the fucking crucifix on your on your bloody in your passion. For passion's sake. That is what it means to not use God's name in vain. I will not Bible bash you, but I will pretend I am a preacher on a podcast and say it how I see it. Mga ulol! mga microaggressions ninyo, all your microaggressions. How many more? How many more? Backhanded compliments will you give to me? Oh, that's pretty good for a Filipino. Oh, that's pretty good for an Asian guy. Oh, that's pretty good earnings for a break dancer. Putang in a mo. We do not need this. We need the unity. We need the proper, true understanding of each other. How? I don't know, but I will talk about it. As opposed to all these other things that are happening in our lives. Thank you to social media. <laughs> Let's put it all in together in one big bloody pride rice for everyone to consume and listen to. Guys, I will continue to rant if I do not stop. But to sum up that past five, six minute rant that went in one million tangents, we must embrace our Filipino side. We must embrace our Filipinoisms. We must embrace our individual heritages from the different parts of the Philippines that we are all from. We must appreciate our locality, where we live, in this place and now because it's not only where we're from, but it's where we are at. Okay, okay, okay. So maybe, you know, like uh, I use that quote which makes me sound like a bit of a hypocrite. But... Who are you? Who are you, Mr. Anthony Lawang, 
aka Lamarok Bugalama Lovin' Lovin' Lou, who are you if you are not Filipino? Who are you if you are not a dancer? Mr. Lamarok, who are you if you are not a podcaster? Mr. Lamarok, question, who are you if you are not an Australian? Mr. Lamarok, who are you if you always stay silent and do not speak about what is right for you? And ladies and gentlemen, that is enough from me, Lopez Lawang, the alter ego of all these other baleo crazy podcasters on this show. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed my incredibly long rant. There may be more of this in the near future. Please stay tuned for our final words. Goodbye. Ingat. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Pinoy Straliano. Guys, we'll be back perhaps in a week, perhaps in a fortnight, perhaps in a month, but hopefully not in another six months as I slowly get myself into order, get back into the sort of habit and the stream of things, build up on proper material, come in with a, with a, a stronger production mindset for these podcasts. Um, I hope you join us in this next chapter of our journey. Um, there's a lot of things out there, guys, and, and you know this is all more so a personal exercise of self-expression that allows me to evolve as a person, allows me to evolve as an artist. Um, consoling in my roots as a Filipino. And, uh, you know, a bit of social commentary for for what it means to be that in a country known as Australia. So guys, um, if you like what you heard, please comment, please send us a message, feel free to share it in your social media platforms because I would really, 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 really hope to start building this community selfishly for myself so that I can converse with people and and really sort of not feel so isolated and alone in these in this journey so if you do feel like being a part of that let's open up conversation let's share stories let's get you guys on here let's get you guys on here because I want to hear your story I don't want it just to be this whole thing where I just rant on and on about you know ridiculous things with my strange sense of humor but getting down to the crux of like what it means to be Filipino Australian or mind you whatever it is that you do because whatever you do if you're Filipino Australian is Filipino Australian you know from the mundane to the most extravagant from the most simple to the most fucking social whatever it is we need some harmony we need some unity. It's a new galactic year. A lot of things are changing. We need to start creating these bonds. We need to start attracting like-minded people. And we need to start taking action. Because if not, 
big sister, aka Siri, is just gonna take over. And we don't want that. We want love. So guys, maraming salamat sa iyo lahat. Ako po si Anthony Luis Lopez Lawang, aka Lamarok, aka Pabesan, aka Gago. Guys, the Balio Master, he is calling out. Peacing out. <laughs> He's calling it quits. Is whatever. Fuck, I fucked up the whole ending. You know, I'm still rusty with this shit. But guys, maraming salamat. Thank you. Peace.